People of the world, welcome to What the Funcast, episode 121. Yes, we're back after a brief hiatus here um, because, you know, traveling and all this other dandy stuff. But anyway, I'm Paul, and joining me is uh, the skull-wearing t-shirt man, Ahmed. <laughs> Thank you. That is me. I love I love. What is that skeleton. t-shirt? What? Is a t-shirt just like you just found a t-shirt with a skeleton on it? You're like, oh, I want this. It's from, so there's this uh, this guy on TikTok that I follow that makes t-shirts. And I bought one of them one time, and I was like, this is the most comfortable t-shirt I own. So I went back and bought a bunch of the other t-shirts. Um, and so dramatic. Like, they're really nice and comfortable. I don't know. They're like, I don't know what material they are. But Hold on. It's just, Which TikToker is it? Is it that adventurer man? Yeah, the one that's like, you want to go to adventure? Yeah. Too bad, you're coming. Yeah. He makes nice shirts. So I don't know what to tell you. I knew it. I knew and it. And they're all I like knew it. skeleton-based shirts generally. I mean, there's one with like a fox and there's one with like a raccoon. But they're very like my aesthetic. I'm into them and they're extremely comfortable. Um, so I... They're like, your aesthetic? A shirt with a small logo on it? No, just the skeleton itself. I love a good skeleton. There's one where it's like a skeleton, like a skeleton hand with like the peace sign. I'm like, that's me. I'm always throwing up a peace sign. I love a good skeleton. Listen, they're good shirts. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I... I didn't say a word. Mm-hmm. I, th- Did you? The people saw it. I didn't say one word. You said not some one. words. You said a few I, words. I said I said no words. Let the record show that Paul said words. <laughs> nope, I did not. Um, but what I did say is that I'm all caught up on High School Musical, the musical the series, and it's very good, and very juicy, very dramatic. Love teen drama. I need. I still need to watch it. Maybe that'll be my my next thing to do. Because now that Loki's finished. Yeah, well, so it was funny because we were on vacation when Loki finale came out, and the TVs at the hotel weren't smart. They were dumb. <laughs> so we literally watched all of Loki on my smartphone screen, which I don't think I've done that in, like, forever. I watched the finale so, on, on my phone screen in um, in the plane, actually. So, yeah, I feel your pain. Oh, it was okay. a, little, a little bit of a struggle. I'm like, this isn't it was, ideal. It was, it, was lo- it was low-key a struggle? Yes, I low agree. Low-key. Ah, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll see myself out. Um, but yeah, so we didn't do we didn't do a spoiler cast for Loki or Black Widow, but uh, both were great. So there, there's our spoiler cast. Yes, I mean, yeah, I highly enjoyed Black Widow more than I thought I would. Um, Loki, if I not, I won't like you know go into the details obviously, but I think of the three Marvel shows so far, um, I don't know. I feel like it's on par with with Falcon and the Winter Soldier for me in that it's too short for its own good and it should have been longer because I feel like there were a lot of really cool like character moments that we just missed out on because it was only six episodes. But then over this past weekend, I actually like rewatched like binge through the entire WandaVision series because my um, my nieces hadn't watched it yet. And like I got to say, watching it back to back to back to back, like all in one sitting as opposed to watching it week by week was really good and i really really love that show i think it's the best of the three so far i would agree 100 percent with you and i'm sure i'm shocked that you think that yeah. because i figured that oh falcon the winter soldier because you know that no it's your aesthetic um it's like, but i love the characters but yeah i think it was still like a rushed show and it should have been longer like wandavision is nine episodes and i feel like that was good that was a nice like especially for a, a limited series, but Loki. I don't. This is like maybe a minor spoiler. Loki's coming back for season two, um, which is the first of any of the shows that are coming back for season two because they were both kind of one-offs, uh, the original two. So um, it'll be very exciting to see how this ties into the upcoming movies and and what what they've got in store for season two. If it'll kind of be a, a sequel to what happens in you know Spider-Man and um, and Doctor Strange. So I don't know. We'll see. Very exciting stuff though. 
So uh, don't forget about Shang-Chi and the Eternals, because those are coming down the pipe as well. Yes. The only reason I didn't mention them is just because I feel like... I mean, I could be completely wrong, but I feel like the events I of Loki completely wrong. directly tie into Spider-Man and Doctor Strange, given the no, literal titles. No, I think you're titles. completely wrong. But, okay. I think Thanks. you're completely wrong. I think... So... Anyway, without jumping into any spoilers, I think that there's reasons that we haven't seen a trailer for Spider-Man yet, and I think that's tied into either Shang-Chi or Eternals. I'm leaning more towards Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi comes out in November, and Spider-Man comes out... Or September? Oh, September. Okay. Spider-Man is is Christmas. This Christmas, yeah. I don't know. I guess we'll see. We can have... uh, we can have some uh, discussions afterwards, yes. but anyway, that's my that's my two cents on it. So, but yeah, um, yeah. So we now that we talked about those. What else <laughs> have you been up to? Um, not much else. I mean, I know we've both been traveling. Is the reason that we haven't had an episode or been streaming for the past like two weeks, basically. Um, so I was in Dallas, and you were traversing through Nashville, Tennessee. So we're both living our yeehaw life. We both got hats. <laughs> From her respective places. You can steal um, all my thunder? I asked about you, not about what you think of my travels. Listen, all right, my travels included uh, going to Dallas and eating a bunch of brisket and, you know, yeehawing it up. And my boss was wearing cowboy boots and cowboy hat. And he was like, we're like do you actually wear this every day? And he's like, no, I'm just showing off for you guys. Um, but I mean, no time. surprise there. <laughs> it was a good time. Um, but my thing was a work trip. I think yours is a lot more of a personal trip, so it's a lot more fun, probably. Um, but besides that, I did, I booted up Skyward Sword HD for a brief moment. It works, can confirm, but that's about it. I didn't really get into it. Um, but the Joy-Cons are really nice. Um, it's nice having new Joy-Cons for the first time in like, you know, five years. Cause I think I bought all my Joy-Cons when the Switch first launched. So it's nice having ones without drift. Um, that haven't <laughs> been like ruined. Um, I rewatched Hell House LLC with my nieces and nephews. Cause I was just there for Raid. Um, I just came back literally earlier today. Um, also, oh, yes. Happy Eid, by the way. I forgot to tell you that. Yes, no, thank you. All good. Um, we ate a shit ton of lamb, which is customary for, for this Eid. This Eid is a celebration of you know, slaughtering lambs. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and of course, I played more Hades because that's all I ever do. But I'm very close to actually, like, essentially 100%ing the game because there's like a. In the game, there's like the Book of Prophecies, and it's like. You know, Zagreus will escape with this weapon doing. And, you know, these. Uh, challenge modes or whatever set or whatever so I'm like going through all of those and the game's getting really difficult but it's still like after you know the 150 hours that I've put into it at this point it's still just as fun because like every time you play it's so different um, when you have like all the different weapon types or different challenge modes or you know where the enemies are like 20% faster or they have armor or whatever and the different weapon types have like different uh, power ups that you get and I haven't tried them because I would just try like using the best ones as opposed to trying all of them um, so it's it feels like a different game. It's still still fresh after all this time. I can't get enough of that game, but it's truly one hundred and fifty like, hours. Truly my game of the year. It is so so much. Game fun. of the year. It was game of the year last year. Okay, it can't be game of the year again. But for me, it's my game of the year. It's my game of twenty twenty one. I've like it's been playing it since January, essentially, like nonstop. It's it's insane how much I. Love I don't game. tell you. There's better games out there. Speaking of better games, Overwatch has the summer event um, as of right now, so we should play some Lucio Ball on stream it. Oh, really? Point. Yes, mm. the summer event just started yesterday, so we should get into that. Um, <coughs> bless you. Oh, excuse me. Um, <coughs> bless you. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Excuse me. But um, I did add a few games to my, like, want to play list of, like, specifically games that I want to play on stream 
Um, oh my gosh, the list. Well, yeah, the list. They're at the top of the list now because I'm like, I want to just try this in stream. Like these probably I won't you know beat them, but at the top is Power Wash Simulator, which I think. Oh like, yes, like, Logan that sent looks, that to us. Yes, it looks extremely addicting. I'm like, yes, I would love to watch things. That's like my favorite thing. Um, so Power Wash Simulator, and then Death's Door. Which is like an isometric kind of looking, like very yes. similar to Hades in terms of art style, but looks very fancy. We'll talk about that later in the show. That's on the list. And then Stifled, which our friend Brad recommended to us. It's like a horror game, which you should absolutely play on stream. But it's like, it uses your microphone. So like, you, you have to speak to like echolocate and see what's in front of you. Um, and But also you can't like speak too loud because you want to like give away your presence to the monsters. So looks like a very interesting that would mechanic. that would seriously be like a i would be like raising money for a charity playing that game because i'd probably <laughs> shit myself so yeah we'll, we'll try those on stream eventually um but besides that still still playing through returnal i've gotten really far in returnal actually uh on the last time i actually streamed i got the farthest that i've gotten in that game and then i died but the game is still very fun um just incredibly difficult but very fun um and ratchet is yeah. also very very good as well so Oh, yeah, I haven't played any Ratchet, and uh, I should be. Yes, definitely good, good, a good summer game, or a good game to, to play after I get too frustrated with Returnal. I'm like, all right, I'm switching to Ratchet, where I know I yeah. can actually at least be good, and it's a little more forgiving. Um, I've been I've been very strongly being uh, staying away from Returnal, because I know that's a game that I would play for, like, one second and never play again, so. Yeah, you either, yeah, it's not something you could pick up for a little bit. Like, you really have to invest a lot of time into getting good at it, um, and it's fun. Like, the gameplay is great. It's just very difficult. Um, yeah. So, no, I'm good. I don't know. It's enjoyable, though. I am good. That's fair. I'm good. Um, yeah. Anything else? That's it? That's all you did? That's all I did. I mean, I've been, like, never home. I haven't been home forever. This is, like, in the past two weeks, I've been home maybe, like, five days total. This is the, like, fifth day that I've been home. Oh, my home. gosh. So uh it's been well it's welcome been, home thank you yeah i mean i'm gonna leave again in two days it's fine <laughs> but it's summer whatever actually yeah. having a summer this time which is really nice it'll be over before you know it so i'm enjoying it while it lasts yeah but yeah what have you been doing what have you been up to on your merry uh, travels we have been also traveling so last week we were well so i guess two weekends ago yeah two yeah two weekends ago um, we went to go see uh, Ellie and Taylor, mm-hmm. friends of the show. Um, the, the man Ellie uh, sent me all those ball guys through eBay that one time. <laughs> that was him, um, famous for that. Uh, so we went to go see them for the weekend, which was nice. It was July Fourth weekend. I uh, went blueberry picking, um, had some really good ice cream, played with their dog, swam in their pool. That was a lot of fun. Nice. And then uh, we were home for the week. And then Friday, that Friday, we took off and drove to see logan actually so we went and saw logan um and that was that was an adventure because we drove out thinking like oh well excuse me we'll stop halfway through and get a hotel and just like stay overnight finish drive in the morning because you remember the last time you made this drive with us it's a long ass drive yes well let me tell you every hotel in columbus ohio was booked solid so we had to sleep at a rest stop which was interesting that is i mean it's not like the end of the world like, like every single it, it hotel. Was, that's more so the wild part. Like sleeping in the rest stop is fine. Whatever we used to do that. Like growing up, sometimes whatever. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Um. It's more so because it's just also very uncomfortable. But that's another story. So more so, like why the hell was every hotel booked solid in Ohio? Then what we heard when we talked to some of um 
Lauren's extended family, was that apparently they don't have the labor to clean the rooms, so they're capping them. So they have rooms that are available, but they just don't have people to clean them. And I'm like, okay, that sounds more realistic. Like, I'd buy that. Um, that but sounds anyway. more realistic, yeah. So no, we got like, to Logan. Who's staying in Columbus, Ohio? What's there to do there? Was it Literally. Like, 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 well, there was a lot of older cars, and there were some, like, bigger trailers that looked like they had cars in them. So mm. we thought maybe there was, like, a car show or something, but... Anyway, we got to Logan uh, and Jessica on Saturday, and I got to meet Easton in person for the first time, finally, which was a blessed experience, <laughs> um, and we're best friends now, nice. um, and I bought him his first Lego, um, but yeah, so that was a lot of fun. Um, here goes Tracy, go Bucks. Anyways, <laughs> um, so we stayed, we hung out with Logan, what, uh, through Tuesday, and what did we do? We, we ate a lot of food. We had all sorts of stuff. We went shopping, the usual stuff. Logan convinced me to buy all sorts of stuff as usual. Um, like the chair? Yeah. So <laughs> between you between you and him, I finally bought this chair. Um, so it's uh, it's very comfortable. I've, I built it today. Um, it's been sitting here. We've only been home since Sunday night, late Sunday night. So we've only been home a couple days as well. So I finally got around to building yeah. it. Um, and then uh, I got to build Lauren's as well. Uh, it's so such an easy uh, build process too. Like I felt like... Compared to the other shitty chair that I had before this, it was also like a gamer chair. Like, that one felt like I had to do manual labor. I was, like, screwing in things. This one was, like, attach this, and it just, like, clicks in. It's like a magnet. I'm like, this is incredible. This is so nice. Like, yeah. Like, can't everything be it this is, easy? It is really easy, but I was, like, watching. I, I was, like, watching the video just to make sure I didn't screw anything up because I was expecting, like, a big elaborate, like, push these screws in and hold this in place and then shit's yeah. popping out everywhere and that was not the case so yeah no it's, um, it's that very was nice, feels like an apple product almost like everything's very like clean and branded and they have like they give you like the fancy screwdriver to do things and it's like this is yeah nice. i'm in and i was telling ahmed before we start recording but it's got like a magnetic pillow so ahmed's and logan's are outdated um but they literally just <laughs> came out with a new one the day that i bought it um, and it's got a little magnetic pillow now, which is kind of cool. So, nice. Next, you got um, like, the secret lab but, desk. That's the new thing now. They're making a desk, or they made it. Yeah, a desk. no, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Thank you though. Yeah. Um, so, what else do we do? So then we drove. We left Logan. Went to Nashville on Tuesday, and we did all sorts of crazy stuff. We went to we went to Broadway and went and saw this like uh, we went to a bar that um, so Lauren's extended family had been there since Sunday. And they were like, oh, like we went to this bar and they had this really good band. They're going to be back there again t- uh, tonight. So we went with them. And at first they were playing like countryish music. And then like right as we walked in, they played like their last country song. And then it was like emo night for them. And it was like all like pop punk. We were losing our minds. Oh, I awesome. was like so sweaty. Oh, it was so much fun. <laughs> um, and I, I, like, I, we literally like each bought one drink at the bar because it's so damn expensive. And like we were just having a blast. Expensive? And it really? was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, like, well, yeah, I don't know, we got, like, I got a, we both got rum and cokes, and it was like, it was like a New York drink, like, it was like 11 bucks, and the cup was like this big, and, interesting, you know, yeah, in Dallas, everything was like $2, so, I was like, are you sure, is this receipt correct, are you positive, well, yeah, that's Dallas, so, yeah. I mean, yeah. no one goes to, there's nothing in Dallas, but, I mean, they have good food, there's that brisket. one, there's that one popular taco place, taco place, I have to look it up. We went when we went there, but um, you missed out. You missed out on tacos. I mean, I had delicious um, food regardless. Like it was just a <laughs> bunch of barbecue. I was like, anytime I saw brisket on a menu anywhere, I was like, I'm gonna get that one, and it was always good. Oh so, my gosh! So we, what else did we do? We did. We went on a boat. We did all this stuff. But anyway, we also went to Martin's, which is like the barbecue spot in Nashville. Mm. Um, 
And oh my god, when I tell you this brisket was so goddamn good, it was oh, it was so good. I believe it was you. like, yeah, it was, it was amazing. Um, needless to say, it was like I, I'm trying to think of like how to describe it. It was almost like dry rubbed on the top, so like the little spices were there, but they were like charred spices. I don't know. There yeah. was it was so good. I don't even. Um, and I'm not aged. one for ribs, but they had beef ribs, and they were really good. Mm-hmm. So, um. Anyway, now that I'm salivating, uh, what else? What else? What else? We saw Black Widow when we went to go see Logan in the theater, which was really exciting. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. First time I've been back in the theater since, uh, I guess, whatever. Oh, this when we saw first... Onward. Oh, wow. I realized it was your first yeah. one, but first time back in the theater. Yes, it was. It was, in fact, my first time back in and the it theater. definitely yeah. feels different watching a Marvel movie on a big screen rather than watching the Marvel. Like, I remember when WandaVision first came out, you were like, oh, it's so exciting to hear, like, the Marvel, like, opening theme again but like it definitely hits different in a theater uh yes yeah it was very exciting yeah it's it was uh it was really good really enjoyable and it's a lot of fun to go to the theater like we got popcorns this whole experience like we never (laughs) buy popcorn but it was like we're here for the first time in a while we have to get popcorn yes um what else um yeah came home slept uh, forever oh my gosh i'm like still tired but um, but that's another story. So I think that was it. Oh, so while we were in Kentucky at night in the hotel, I was like, I was trying out XCloud, mm. and it worked like surprisingly well. Like when it lagged, it was kind of bad. Um, not like unplayable, but like you can you can sense the the latency issues. But mm. I um I ended up playing Maneater and Destroy All Humans with XCloud with the touch or controls, or did gaming. you bring an Xbox controller? No, I brought the Xbox controller with a little mount. Oh, on nice. The phone, okay. Or the mount for the phone. Yeah. And it was like it was it worked surprisingly well on hotel Wi-Fi. Um, and then I was flipping back and forth between LTE and hotel Wi-Fi, and it like it really worked surprisingly well. Like, yeah. The load times were quick, obviously, because the Series X, like we talked about before, but it just was very nice. Yeah. Like, I was thoroughly impressed by it. I think it depends on what game you're playing too, and that's when you'll notice latency issues more so than not. Like if you're playing a, a shooter like Gears Five, it's really noticeable. But if you're playing like a platformer yeah. or a racing game, like it's not too terrible. It's not bad. Yeah, no, it's definitely not that bad. So like Destroy All Humans, by the way, like I never played that game on the original Xbox, but yeah. this is like a direct remake and it is raunchy as hell. Like some of the stuff they say <laughs> in this game, I'm like, oh hello, like is everyone okay? I think that's what they're like um, known for being like really crude humor or like raunchy yeah, humor, I guess. It um, it was very very crude humor. Um but it's also kind of a quirky fun little game. Like it's a it's very much just like a destroy everything kind of game. Yes. Um but yeah. I should play that. So that's a list. What we Yeah, so what we did, we played with uh Lauren's cousin brought over this uh, card game which you'll experience this weekend mm-hmm. um called Taco Cat Goat Cheese Pizza. What? And you said so it, many words just now. It's what? it's a mixture of like, what is it? War? I think it's war. I don't know. Whatever. You like you have a deck of cards in your hand and like you whatever. Everybody gets like a stack of I don't know twenty cards or fifteen cards or whatever. Uh-huh. And you go and you start from taco and you like take the card and you put it in the middle and you say taco. If the card is a taco, you have to slap it. So, and then there's, like, a dog pile of hands in the middle. Whoever's last has to take the card. Oh. And then it restarts. And then the, the person who has the cards, or that had to take the card, puts another card down and says, okay, taco. And if it's a cat, you leave it. And it the sounds, next person says, 
like a very dangerous game. Like people are gonna draw yeah, blood. Lauren almost Lauren almost broke a couple nails, and then uh, <laughs> people got hit in the face. It was it was a disaster, but um, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. So we like instantly bought it, and we're like, it's waiting at our home for us. Oh, perfect. Um, but yeah, so nice. we'll get to play that next time we're together. Um, so it'll be good. So okay, all right. Let's jump into the news. Anything else? Now that we're twenty minutes into the show, no, I think that <laughs> that about covers it. <laughs> Um, all right, in. let's let's jump into the entertainment news here. Um, this one's interesting. I have like I've heard a lot about this on podcasts, and I've read a little bit about it. Um, but I don't know. This is an interesting one. So anyway, this one is like a cross. It's our first ever cross between entertainment and video game news. Um, so Netflix is reportedly going to offer video games in the next year, and this one comes from Engadget. So. Um, Pretty much what happened is Netflix hired a former Oculus and EA executive to lead the video game development efforts um, for them. And pretty much what came out of it, and I'm not going to go too deep into it because it's a lot of like, well, you know, whatever. But um, uh, where is this? Okay. So there's talk about this back in May. Um, and here's the this, this statement that uh, Netflix, uh, a Netflix spokesperson told the information never heard of them before but um, our members value the variety and quality of our content it's why we've continually expanded our offering from series to documentaries film local language originals and reality tv members also enjoy engaging more directly with stories they love through interactive shows like bandersnatch and you versus wild or games based on stranger things alcasa de papel 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 i think And, and and to all the boys so we're excited to do more with interactive entertainment and pretty much what they said Sorry, I'm like chewing gum, and I realize it's uh, probably coming through the microphone as me chonking away. <laughs> it's not um, you're good, you're good. I mean, it might be for the uh, podcast listeners, but it's not for Twitch because right. <laughs> so uh, pretty much what came out of it was like they're going to focus on mobile games first, and you know whatever. So it, this is interesting, um, not for me or presumably you, uh, but like maybe an interactive experience for like TV shows that we're watching, maybe, but. I don't know. But this also, um, like, so, yeah, at first, announcement, like, Netflix is going to games. I was like, wait, is it going to be, like, a Game Pass, like, streaming service like that? But then... Well, no, the reason why that happened, Ahmed, was because there was, like, a rumor that, like, someone found, like, a DualSense and a picture of a DualSense and um, a picture of Ghost of Tsushima, like, in some kind of code for some Netflix something. Uh, and then okay. that, like, sparked rumors of, like, oh, is Sony going to partner up with Netflix? Got it. Which could be the case, but I don't know. But there's already, like, Stranger Things mobile games. Like, they've already, like, grant- given the properties to, you know, interactive media in that sense. So, like, it's not new, but I guess this is more of, like, a um, an expansion of that, in a right. sense. Because, like, there are already Stranger Things mobile games and whatnot. So this isn't maybe... I don't know. I that guess... was an example. That was an example of what they were saying they've done in the past. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's all that is. So it, it's very... The news is very loose about what this actually entails, but I guess you can't exactly rule out, you know, opening Netflix and being like, play this game, and maybe you connect your DualSense to your TV or something. I don't know, do TVs have Bluetooth? I guess they kind of do, but enough for input. Yeah, um, like, why reinvent the wheel, though, right? Like, yeah. I, I don't know. To it's Netflix is so ubiquitous that so many people already have it that it's easier to get people on board with streaming games through a service they already have versus sign up for Game Pass, this new service that you don't already have, kind of thing. Yeah, um, I, I hear you. So who knows? I guess I guess like the 
the like the area of I don't know like the like the streaming area. You've got Luna, you've got Stadia, you've got uh, Xbox Cloud Gaming, you've got um, I guess now Netflix, right? To some extent, we'll see what they come out with. But I mean, even when you open up like the App Store on Google or Android or uh, or Apple, excuse me, like you get hit with like oh like. Want to try Apple Arcade? Want to try Google Play Pass or whatever the hell it's called? Yeah, I think it's um, Play Pass. I don't even know what it's called. <laughs> right. It, and but. like, and it's just, it's so noisy. But like the actual streaming space with Luna, Stadia, Xbox, like it's just very, very filled and the kitchen is full. So, yeah, I imagine um, this would be more casual, like a kind of Nintendo Wii approach where like, it'd be like, I don't know. Candy Crush on your TV kind of thing. Like I can't imagine it would be anything. Super, yeah, I don't super think it'll serious. be. But like Apple TV but. did that too, right? Where they like expanded like iOS apps and like did an Apple TV version. Whatever. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like I don't know. How successful just feels that was like or not. But yeah, yeah. And like unless they're doing something like partnering up with PlayStation, I think that'd be a great opportunity. That doesn't exist today, right? Yes. But I, I just don't think that's going to happen. So yeah. Um, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> the crazier things have happened. <laughs> really. I know. Crazier things have happened. So before we move on to the next article, I forgot to mention I drank a lot of moonshine in Kentucky and I've got my, my old smoky moonshine hat on now. So pretty soon I'm gonna become one of those country boys singing about drinking moonshine on the tractor and big green tractors and the fields and whiskey and wine and all that other stuff. So uh me and Taylor Swift will be on tour probably next year. So nice. I can't wait. I can't wait to get tickets for that. <laughs> <laughs> honestly um, though when i went to texas i was like you know what country music isn't that bad yeah no it's not it's not that bad and then you come back and you're like ah my ears kind of like other things than country that's but, fair yeah uh everyone um, says they hate country music until jolene or country roads comes on and then it's like hmm i hear jolene's your favorite okay <laughs> jolene is a good song outside of you trying to wake me up at six in the morning with it anyways <laughs> good time so uh Tracy mentioned that Mitzi, her cat, is looking for us because she hears our voices. So that's good. She's like, who's in my house? (laughs) She probably, like, ran to hide. She's like, where are the men? Um, But, uh, all right, so let's move right along here. Did you watch Space Jam, A New Legacy? I did not. Did you? No. I, like, I want to, but then I, like, saw this trash talking. And I was like... Hold up. So what are the original space jam i'm pretty sure it probably got like like a bad score yeah i'm sure it wasn't great let's see original yeah. space jam got a 44 percent in rotten tomatoes oh really so this is only like 10 points less yeah it's uh it's at a 30 ish yeah 31 percent um so yeah obviously space jam reviews are in they're not fantastic uh space jam and loon legacy new legacy um but the first movie was great I actually my one of my one of the first pictures of us together is me in a space jam shirt um and you like petting a goat in the background or something it was like us at the zoo in kindergarten <laughs> i was wearing oh. a space jam shirt so apparently i was a fan as a kid i don't really remember the movie but i remember seeing it at one point um <laughs> but slash film has compiled a few reviews uh from from major outlets and we'll go through a few of them here there's like a, i don't know 10 of them we won't go through every one of them but um the the general consensus seems to be that it just uh is Seems to be a giant marketing tool for like all the properties that Warner Brothers owns, and they're like, look at all these fun properties and how things we can or how many things we can like reference that we own. Um, so Kate Erbland at IndieWire says the film's occasional self-reflexivity early on, LeBron cracks that athlete's acting that can never go well. Uh, don't absolve Space Jam and New Legacy for its many sins, and most of them are delivered in service to a profoundly unsettling idea 
of what makes people like movies. Uh, A.A. Dowd from the AV, AV Club said, Space Jam and New Legacy takes almost nothing but wrong turns, leading to a glittering CGI trash heap of cameos, pat life lessons, and stale internet catchphrases. Uh, its first misstep, keeping Bugs, Daffy, and the rest of the gang on the bench for about as long as it would take the audience to watch Three and a Half Merry Melodies. Uh, in at least one respect, A New Legacy is successful, even those who hated the first Space Jam may find themselves suddenly nostalgic for its comparably quaint charms. Um... So, uh, and then finally, Bilge Ur, uh, Iberia, a vulture, points out, The bad guy's plan is pretty much the movie's plan. Embed LeBron James into a variety of Warner properties. Like most uh, corporate cinematic endeavors, Space Jam and New Legacy tries to have it both ways, proclaiming to be on the side of the angels while doing the work of the devil. <laughs> Criticizes shameless money-grubbing attempts to synergize and update beloved classics, all while shamelessly synergizing and updating beloved classics. Um, so it's almost like I a, hate all these reviews. It's it, it's like because it's fun. I don't know. It's very interesting to see that the movie's villain is doing exactly what the movie itself is doing. Apparently, um, so I don't know. Is it worth a watch? Maybe if it appears on a streaming it's, service. It's literally free. like it is. It's on uh, HBO Max. Is it on HBO Max? I didn't realize. Oh, I totally forgot. Warner yeah. Brothers is under HBO. Um, yeah, I didn't realize so, it was two hours long. Never mm, mind. Maybe I can't watch it. That's a few more minutes than I'd like to spend on a film. <laughs> But, yeah, it's, uh, uh, I don't know. I'll probably watch it eventually. I was excited for it, and I'm sure, I don't know. I'm sure there's some entertainment to be found in it. But I'm sure, much like every other movie that's come out on HBO Max that I have not watched, like In the Heights and Godzilla vs. King Kong. I totally um, forgot to I watch probably, In the Heights. Yeah, I'll probably forget to watch this one too. So, Realistically, yeah, because I don't think it's at the top of anyone's list um, in terms no. of movies coming out recently. But definitely go see Black Widow if you haven't seen it yet and you're listening. Um, it's a yeah, Blackwater was very enjoyable. Yes, highly. Like, I wouldn't say top three, but it's up there. Like, I think it's one of the top tier Marvel films. Um, shocking. Yeah, I especially didn't think it would be at all. But yeah. especially like the standalone uh, superhero, like not Avengers type movies or not like Civil War type movies, where you've got a bunch of superheroes in one. Uh, yes. In one yeah. shot. Um, I'm also very excited. I, and we would keep talking about this, but before we jump into the gaming section. Um, not to spoil too too much, but this isn't the last thing that we're or the last time we're gonna see Florence Pugh's character, um, and I really really enjoyed her. I think she almost basically stole the show. If there's any criticism of the movie, it's that it wasn't a Black Widow movie; it was a Florence Pugh's character movie almost. Um, she was fantastic. She was a really really great character, and I'm excited to see her future in the MCU. Um, so very promising, but yes, very exciting stuff. Okay. Shall we jump yeah, into? No, no problem. Just spoil everything. That's not a spoiler. It's not the last you're going to see of that character. That's all. She didn't die. I don't know. Maybe that's a mindless spoiler. Sorry. <laughs> um, Ahmed said, hey, I know I didn't spoil it enough, so let me just make it clear. Relax. It's a good movie. Go watch it. All right. Shall we jump into gaming? Do you need to watch other movies before watching Black Widow? No, I don't think so. You can probably watch Black Widow um, without watching any others. Yeah, you'll... Um, there's obviously like some context kind of things, but... You're, it's it's very much a standalone movie. You'll be fine. All right. Let's jump into the gaming news. Uh, so we've got some new Apple Arcade announcements. Uh, we've got Tetris Beat, which is announced. Uh, Tetris Beat mixes rhythm with uh, a fusion of Tetris and rhythm game like never before. So there's a little video about it, uh, which is cool because I get Apple Arcade with my storage plan that I pay for. So that's cool. Nice. Um, and then Monster Hunter Stories Plus was announced, which... I don't know what is new about it because it's already on iOS. But what I've noticed that iOS is doing, or I should say, um, what I've noticed that... Uh, oh, here we go. 
Hold up. Hold everything. Nope, nothing came up. Oh, here it is. <laughs> Are you nope, good? never mind. Uh, yeah, I clicked. I right-clicked and hit Explore after I highlighted it, and it didn't do what I wanted it to do. Um, what Apple has been doing is it looks like they're taking older games and making, like, these plus versions. So there's, mm-hmm. like, Cut the Rope Plus, which was, like, oh remastered, essentially. I'm going to cut the rope. Um, yeah, Fruit Ninja Plus. Uh, uh, Temple Run Plus. Um, there's, like, all these games that we used to play that are getting, like, these plus variants now. Uh, there's Angry Birds Reloaded, which is, like, Angry Birds Remastered. Um, excuse me. So they're tapping into uh, all of my heartstrings with my old-time uh, games that I've played on mobile. So that's fun. Um, yeah, so that's Interesting. That. I'm almost Nothing disappointed really that Tetris P isn't, like, coming to other platforms, like, specifically Switch. Because um, it looks really cool. But also, like, how would you be able to stream it? I don't think you could stream it unless you... Jesus Christ. Could you play it on, like, a MacBook Air? Is that a thing? Can you play Apple Arcade on, on MacBook? Sorry, I'm still recovering. Uh, I had opened up the YouTube trailer, and I guess I had it on, like, pretty loud, and it was, like, a cannon firing, so I hear, like, literally nothing else. Like, <laughs> I'm like, okay. I literally just jumped. So for those watching the stream, you probably just saw me jump out of my seat. <laughs> I didn't even know um, um, Wait. Oh, this is pretty cool. Did you watch the trailer for Tetris Beat? I did. I just did on mute, but yes, I just did. It looks really cool, but I'm like, so is this coming to Switch, or is there a way hold that on. you can play it on stream, because I know you're like king of Tetris, so... Wait, hold on. Uh, featuring music by Alice in Wonderland. Okay, I know that one. Garza. Yeah, I don't know. Hannah Diamond. Names. Octa Octa. Synthi... Oh, wait, I missed somebody. Dodd. I don't know these people. Are. I don't know the rest of the names. Alice in Wonderland sounds familiar. I've seen her on, on a few festivals. Alice in Wonderland. Buildings. Yeah, exactly. Um, people are complaining. Release this on Google Play Pass as well. Yes. Uh, yeah, I agree. It should release on, um, what do you call it? Switch. On Switch. I freaking love Tetris. Yes. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'd have to see. I think there is a way to stream it. There's probably the a way. Is there not a way to play Apple Arcade games on MacBook? Uh, you can on the, well, you can on the M1 Macs, like the new ones that run the Apple chip. You can run oh, iOS apps. Got it. Okay. Or iPad apps, maybe. So I think that there's a way to add my phone as a source on, uh, not XSplit, um, what do you call it? Um, OBS. Really? How? I think. I've seen people do it before. I don't know if they're doing that. Does your phone have a video out capability at all? Like, physically? (laughs) Does it have a video out? So it's funny you say that. It does. So I, wait. Like, could you plug your phone into a monitor and video out? I don't think you can. Yes, I can. Really? I have. I'll double check that and I'll play it if it comes out uh, or when it comes out. Okay. I'll, if I can do that. Yeah, that'd be um, right. I have a Lightning to HDMI core adapter. I think I'll double check. But that wasn't that for a MacBook with a Lightning port. No, 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 no. no. It was for iPad. Oh, Lightning. It was like one of those. Oh, I know. Sorry, I'm confusing Lightning with Thunderbolt. Lightning in to yeah. No, no, no. Thunderbolt gotcha, is USB-C. Gotcha. Yes. But aren't the iPhones, the new iPhones? No, they're not. They're still lightning. You're, they're okay. still lightning. Yes, but the the other end is it's very complicated Med's, for no reason. Med's really going to be out here asking Apple questions and challenging me again. I'm not challenging no, you. I'm Med's a scrub. Trying to to make sense of it in my head because it's also confusing. Nuge, please watch the Marvel movies in order. All right. Um, up next, Ubisoft continues to kill my dreams and not release Splinter Cell. Um 
Tom Clancy's X Defiant has been announced. It is a free-to-play, fast-paced arena shooter that combines intense gunplay with personalized loadouts, specialized factions, and a team of gunfighters called Defiance, or as a team of gunfighters called Defiance, Battle for Domination. Um, there is a closed test beta starting August 5th. Um, do you know what platforms this is for? It doesn't... I don't see this. I in believe the it's current. I believe it's current gen, but X Defiant. Let's see. Sorry, we're, I'm getting this directly from the source at Ubisoft.com. PC, PS4, Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S, and PS5. Um, so I don't know. This looks like it's going to be one of those things that's maybe interesting for a little bit and then kind of flops. That's my prediction, but we'll see what happens. Um, yeah. So I mean, like, so to Ubisoft, hear me out. Nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> there's just there's too many of these like free to play multiplayer games and I think the space is getting way too crowded. Like they saw how popular PUBG and, and Fortnite was and everyone's like, quick, let's develop a free to play game so we can use microtransactions to make money and it's yeah. just there's too much now. You missed the the boat sailed. Like it's over now. Maybe right. it's over, it but like, it really has. So just when you thought all the boats have left the port, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl was announced. <laughs> um, and this is, as you would think, uh, essentially like Nickelodeon Super Smash Brothers. Uh, so it was announced coming to PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series XS, and Switch all this fall. Um, and what is it, you ask? It's literally like Nickelodeon Super Smash Brothers. Um, and there's all sorts of characters in here. There's some screenshots. It looks awesome. I mean, I don't know. It looks, looks a lot of fun to me. It does look fun. Uh, they've... They've confirmed there's going to be 20 levels, a single-player and a multiplayer mode with local and online for up to four players. It's being developed by Ludosity and Fairplay Labs. I'm not sure what they've done before. Um, I can but look it up while you're talking up. about it. Okay, cool. So we don't have a full list of characters yet, but we know that the game will feature the following characters. So Michelangelo and Leonardo from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the one and only Nigel Thornberry from The Wild Thornberries, Powdered Toast Man from Ren and Stimpy, SpongeBob SquarePants, Sandy Cheeks, and Patrick Star from SpongeBob SquarePants, Ablina from All Real Monsters, who's the the white stick-looking thing with the stripes. Yes. Um, Lucy Loud and Lincoln Loud from The Loud House, Helga from Hey Arnold, Reptar from Rugrats, Zim from Invader Zim, and Danny Phantom from Danny Phantom. Uh, so I don't know. I thought this looked really cool, and I was actually pretty surprised. There's been a lot of like Super Smash. Well, not a lot. There's been a good amount of um, Super Smash Brothers clones out there, but this one looks fun because they're harping on a lot of nostalgia, like including Helga instead of Arnold, and including like Reptar instead of Tommy Pickles. Like, you know, I don't know. Yeah. It just seems like they uh, Tommy Pickles in the battlefield. He's one years old. <laughs> that's fine. He got a whole bottle. <laughs> he got a screwdriver. Um, um, he really does. These developers haven't done anything notable. This looks like it's their first big IP. Um, oh. Fairplay Labs has done Scribblenauts Showdown. That's like literally the only name that I recognize on this list of their portfolio. Um, and GI mm -hmm. Joe Operation Blackout. Um, the other one that's like their second game that they've ever developed. Like there's no other games listed on their website. So um, we'll see if this is developed well and it's like a good debut, I guess, for these studios. Um, I don't know if maybe they have personnel that came from other studios, but as they exist currently, they haven't done much else um, besides this. So we'll see if this is uh, if this turns out well or if it flops. I don't know, but I'm a little bit excited for it. it looks fun. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm excited for it. We'll see what happens. Um, I mean, my expectations are kind of low because I know that, like, 
Nickelodeon games like this usually don't do well, but yeah. it'll still be very interesting because they have the opportunity to take it places. Like they can take it and you know do DLC characters for it in the same fashion as Super Smash Brothers. And oh my god, you know they could. DLC will they? Of Carly, can you imagine? <laughs> Let DLC real, of Carly, please. <laughs> real characters in there. Um, oh my god. But yeah, no. It. it lo- I don't know. Hopefully, it's good. Fingers crossed. Yes, fingers um, crossed indeed. Speaking of things that look actually pretty exciting. Um, Gundam is getting a six-on-six online shooter that... So it's called Gundam Evolution, but the internet is calling it Gundam Overwatch because if you watch the trailer, it really looks like Overwatch with Gundam characters. Um, So this one comes from Kotaku. Today, Bandai Namco... Today being... This was July 15th, so about a week ago. um, Bandai Namco announced a new mobile suit Gundam game. It's called Gundam Evolution, but honestly, Gundam Overwatch would have been better. Um, Of course, Gundam... Or Bandai Namco can't name it that as Overwatch is owned by Blizzard, blah, blah, blah. Um, but the the game is a first-person six-on-six shooter, so very similar to Overwatch in that extent. Um, but it's not necessarily a bad thing that it looks like Overwatch. It could be good. Um, but it'll be free-to-play and is bound for PC. And there are plans to launch it in different regions around the world before the service kicks off. Um, a closed beta test will begin next month. Um, so, it I don't know. I don't know if you've watched the trailer, but um, this could be fairly big. It might also be kind of like go the way of valorant where everyone was super excited for it when it launched and now you you know rarely hear about it anymore um but i don't know looks exciting who knows i believe it's only in japan right now uh the 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 beta is only open in japan right now yes um i don't know if actually it was ever announced for the u.s now this now that you mention it but i would imagine that it would come to the u.s in the future hopefully yeah i i don't know maybe hopefully I got yeah. Well, um, the trailer is in Japanese. Now that you mention it, <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. Still it, looks it, exciting. It is, yeah. I don't. I don't think it's gonna. Well, I know Gundam is a lot more popular outside of the United States, so there's a good chance that it may never leave Japan. But we shall see. See, um, we shall. So, for those of you that have been watching this whole time for the entire, I don't know, almost hour at this point, uh, you may notice what looks like a switch behind us. And that is not, in fact, the Switch. It, well, some people are calling it the Switch Pro. Some people are <laughs> calling it the the Gabe Gear, after the Game Gear and Game Newell. Oh, Game uh, Gear. So who's Gabe? Um, but, yeah, so that is the Steam Deck. So we've got a whole blowout of Steam Deck information here, um, which is essentially Valve's handheld that they're going to be bringing to the market. So, um, yes. It's essentially do you want me to run portable through PC. this? Do you want to run through it? Um, we can split it. Alternate, okay. whatever you want. How about I'll do I'll do the rundown, then you want to go through the Q and A or some of the other stuff here. Sure, sounds good. Okay, all right. So IGN got like the IGN first on this, so they've got a lot of information. So um, they pretty much did a deep dive on it. So in terms of the actual hardware, the Steam Deck has a seven inch, twelve eighty by eight hundred resolution, sixty hertz LCD screen, um, a custom AMD APU featuring a four core eight thread CPU paired with eight. RDNA, uh, two compute units for the GPU, and 16 gigabytes of RAM. Um, practically speaking, it makes it a substantial amount stronger than the Switch, allowing it to run more modern games pretty well. Um, as a point of reference, IGN was able to play Jedi Fallen Order uh, on an in-development Steam Deck at high graphical resolution with little to no issue. It can even suspend running games like a console, and Valve says the intent is really to give players access to their entire Steam library on the go. Um, so to better enable that, the controller setup is on either side of the screen, uh, has all the buttons, triggers, and full-size joysticks you'd expect from a modern gamepad and more. 
Um, the sticks are actually capacitive, meaning that they can detect when your thumb is resting on them. And below each one is a small trackpad that can be used for mouse inputs. Uh, there are also four back buttons on the rear of the Steam Deck that can be mapped however you see fit. And the display is a multi-point touchscreen. Um, and the Steam... I'm going to start paraphrasing here. The Steam Deck has Bluetooth support, so you can... Uh, connect airpods just like a regular pc and it can be docked to an external display as well as a mouse and keyboard if you want to use it like a traditional pc um valve still uh valve excuse me valve is going to be selling an official dock um but any third-party USB-C adapter should work just as well um okay so the steam deck the base version is 399 for 64 gigabytes of e uh like solid state storage e essentially yeah e yeah, yeah whatever it, well, it, I was I almost said EMC. I'm like, no, no, no that's not right. <laughs> yes. EMMC storage, and then $529 for a 256 gigabyte uh, NVMe SSD version, and then a, a six four, $649 version that has 512 gigabytes uh, and an anti-glare etched glass screen treatment. Ooh. Uh, the two, the latter two Steam decks also have uh, faster NVMe SSDs, like I said, and all three will allow you to install and play games off of micro SD to expand your storage capacity further. Um, they don't have a hard release date, but it's currently set for holiday 2021. Ahmed and I were just talking about this before uh, we started podcast or before we went live. Um, but if you go to pre-order any of them now, they're all Q2 2022. Um, so Gabe Newell told IGN that hitting these price points was painful but critical. And a reservation pre-order system will be rolling out in the near future, with Valve aiming to avoid the chaos and unpredictability of recent console launches. All three price points will come with a tailor-made carrying case. Interesting. So, what do you think? Is this something that you would actually invest in, or is it something that you just no? Hmm. It's like it, it seems really neat, and I think it's a great idea, but I just don't have enough PC games to justify it. Like yeah. I just, and I don't like if I'm gonna play a PC game on like I guess where I'm at, like I've got my Xbox and PlayStation. I'll play games that I don't want to play on Switch there. Um, PC for like PC only games, maybe or like Game Pass games that I want to play on PC. But I just, my library is not there. And it's funny because what crossed my mind as well is like everybody got all those free games from Epic Game Store. Um, and, you know, people have bought games on Epic Game Store because they've been cheaper or whatever. And then now where are we? Like people have split libraries where you can't play. Well, let me take that back. I think you may be able to play games from Epic Game Store on this thing because it's literally a portable PC. Yeah. So there's a thing like. Out of the box, it's going to just be a Steam PC, but it's basically running Windows. So you can hypothetically, like, tab out of Steam and download wherever you want. It's literally a portable PC um, that runs on battery. And it's a, it's a laptop, essentially, but just instead of having a full keyboard, it's, and you're, it's a handheld um, laptop. So, yeah, hypothetically, you could play whatever you wanted on it. Um, and I currently have... 133 games on Steam. So maybe I should have pre-ordered this when I had the chance. Because it launched and I was like, this is even real? Because it almost looks like a prototype device. Like, I mean, I'll, I'll hide our, our chat here for a second, our chat box, so you can see it a little more clearly. It looks a little ugly, if we're being honest. Like, I don't... I thought it was a prototype. Like, this was a leak when it was first announced and it realized it was a real, like, final design. I think it looks a little ugly, so I, I just wasn't excited about it in that sense. Um, but... I don't know. Maybe I should have. Maybe I should invest in this because one of my big things whenever I'm traveling is like I I sometimes will leave my PC on and like stream my PC from my phone and play games that way and like connect my Xbox controller. And obviously it never works that well because there's latency issues and whatnot. 
So if this is this is not a streaming device, this is literally you're playing the games off of the actual system. Um, so I don't know. There there's an appeal there for me, me, but at that price point, let me I don't ask know. you. Yeah, let me ask you this though. Like, what's different from like bringing your laptop and playing games on your laptop? I'd imagine my the laptop can't capability. run. Can't run any of these games. Not any of the games that I want to play. My laptop can run like Roller Coaster Tycoon, but it can't run like your laptop can't run like Jedi Fallen Order. Absolutely not. Interesting. I, I don't have a discrete graphics card on my laptop. Mm. Um, and but like I could buy a gaming laptop, but that's like you know thousands of dollars. Like a gaming laptop that can actually run games well is at least. 1500 if not more um, so, so this is a much more affordable option it's like the nice convenient switch form factor right no i agree with you i agree with you and it, it is it is nice i mean could you imagine like hooking up to the dock and like connecting a mouse and keyboard and like i don't know writing a paper if you were like in college i guess <laughs> like, i mean you it's you could you really it's like when you to. use it's like when you use the psp as a music player growing up oh my god um yeah. So, but one of the things that comes to mind here, like, right, when I saw it, too, I, it looks like a prototype. Because those buttons, it almost looks oh, like look the hideous. sides of your hands are going to hit the buttons. Yeah, like, every, um, every button is a shoulder button. It's very strangely played out. And I wonder how comfortable it'll be in reality. Right. I feel like it can't be that comfortable. But um, I feel like this product is something that you should, like, or anyone, and this is just my opinion, should almost wait for, like, a Gen 2 version of it because think about how quickly we run through, like, PC VR headsets, right? I mean, like, before you know it, there's a new version out. Um, and just, like, with any technology, right? And I feel like this is something where when they turn this into almost like a Switch Lite or, like, you know, a Switch Pro, so to speak, um, or whatever the second-gen version ends up being called, but I guess the Steam Deck 2, I feel like it's going to be very refined where this is as clunky in some regards as like the original and i keep looking over to the left because when i opened up steam it has like the whole like you know it's spinning around and i keep getting different views of it um but i feel like with the original switch like there's a massive bezel there's a massive bezel on this one um i just feel like it's the right move is just to wait but at the same time it's super exciting right and i like maybe they don't refresh it for years i don't know yeah it's a little bit different between this and like game consoles because game consoles there's almost like a set lifespan on game consoles whereas with pc and pc technology in general it changes so fast that's why it's updated so fast that's why our phones are updated well that's why there's a new iphone a new android phone or multiple of each every single year yeah it should also um, be noted that steam har- steam branded hardware um I feel like gets thrown to the wayside a lot quicker than you'd imagine. For example, the Steam controller, the Steam Pad, or whatever. It was like a really unique controller idea. It had like instead of joy ki- uh, joysticks, it was like these kind of touch pads that you'd like rub around or whatever because they could double as mouse pads, similar to what's on this. Um, and that like kind of went by the wayside. No one really bought it. Uh, the Steam, um, what's it called? The little Steam streaming thing, uh, Steam Link steam link that yeah. was like being fire sold at like five dollars a piece because they couldn't get rid of them fast enough because they didn't want them anymore and they just kind of abandoned them so the i think the move is to wait because you don't know if this is going to be actually supported and really successful and like they'll release a gen 2 version or if it'll just kind of just be a one-time off deal and they're like this actually sucks and it didn't sell that well and we're never going to do it again and it gets abandoned and it's never supported right. um Additionally, my main concern is graphics capabilities. Jedi Fallen Order is a 2018 game, right? Um, mm-hmm. And I, like, I don't know. You can't expect too much from a portable PC, but I feel like games are advancing at a 
particularly high rate, especially with like ray tracing capabilities and all that fun stuff. Um, and this is running an AMD processor, so it doesn't have DLSS to take advantage of that kind of machine learning where it ups your frame rate at you know minimal loss of visual quality. So you know how do games that come out next year look on this? Can it run Cyberpunk, right. for example? Given you know, assuming Cyberpunk is a <laughs> well-made game, but can it run like a, a new AAA title that's going to come out next year, or is it immediately going to kind of die out? Because PC games aren't made with you know low-powered consoles in mind. They're made with like you have you know a thousand dollars to spend on a graphics card in mind. Um, otherwise, you're going to play on a console. So right. that's that's my concern. And that's why I was kind of hesitant and not like super excited to to pre-order right away. As opposed to a console, like all the games are made to run on that console, guaranteed. This is you kind of your mileage may vary depending on what game you're trying to play. Um, yeah, and and what's interesting is like so uh, a couple things here. So like Logan went through and he was talking about like what it is, like what the graphical power of it is, and it's like 1.6 teraflops, which the Switch is about one teraflop. The standard Xbox One is about 1.3 teraflops. The Series X is about 12 teraflops. Um, just to give you some perspective there in terms of just raw power of what it can do. Yeah, so it's basically um, a portable last-gen console, um, very much in line with the Switch, essentially, is what it seems. Right, which is funny because people rag on the Switch all the time for, like, how are you going to get, like, these next-gen games on yeah. the Switch? And the fact is you're not going to unless you do, like, a, a, a cloud variant of it. Yeah, because, um, I mean, a lot of the Switch's power issues, like, I'm sure they could stuff... A, you know a, a laptop graphics card in there if they really want to like there's space but you have to consider the heat how's that going to be comfortable to hold in your hands when you're playing for a long time like is it going to be hot to the touch because gaming laptops can super hot uh right so there's all That's these there's fans all over this thing there's yeah. fans on the back there's fans on the top yeah i'm sure it runs pretty loud i mean the switch can get a little bit loud um but i feel like in handheld mode it like throttles itself so it doesn't like you know hurt to hold um but what's in the dock it can get definitely get a little loud the switch um yeah so no, it definitely can. Very interesting stuff. Um, so IGN compiled a little FAQ here. A lot of this was already kind of covered, like the basics, um, but they did cover a few other things, kind of, you know, quick burning questions. So um, the deck itself is included in the box. It'll also come with a power adapter and carrying case. It, the dock is not included, as it would be with a Switch. Um, it has built-in microphones for multiplayer chat. Um, there's no cellular connection. It's a Wi-Fi-only device. Uh, there's an ambient light sensor that will adjust the brightness automatically depending on lighting conditions, which is cool. Um, so, sorry, I mentioned before that it runs Windows. It doesn't actually run Windows. It runs, uh, it runs Steam OS. Steam OS. Um, but I have to assume that that is running on, like, it's Steam OS, but it's on Windows, kind of like Chrome OS is essentially Android. Um, because in the IGN FAQ here, they say, uh, is it for gaming only, or can it run other PC applications? And it says it can pretty much run anything that you can run on a PC. Um, so you can, you know, it has a web browser and everything. It's not, you know, just Steam. Um, so yes, there will be producing a dock. It'll be sold separately. Um, no pricing on the dock yet. Um, and they're not even sure if it's actually going to launch with the dock. Uh, but any USB dock that you have off the shelf will work with it to export, you know, or to be able to connect to HDMI, Ethernet, USB, um, et cetera, et cetera. Um, da, 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 da. you can technically play VR off it has the connectivity um, but it's not really optimized uh, performance wise for that um, so your mileage may vary in that respect um, that's like such a stupid question in my opinion yeah I don't know why you like it's assume. obviously not powerful enough for yeah that. I mean maybe for something as simple as like uh, keep talking or whatever the, the bomb game <laughs> like I don't know something as simple as that maybe 
Um, but yeah, all the normal options that you get in PCs are accessible. That being said, most games start with a pretty balanced graphics settings that work well right out of the box. Um, which is also another thing to consider. Like on a console, you never have to worry about going to the graphics settings besides like maybe switching between performance mode and, you know, uh, fidelity mode or something like that. But on this, you'd probably have to go into like each game and make sure you're getting, you know, at least 60 FPS or whatever. Um, but yeah, it'll have like full mod support just as you would have on PC. Um, so yeah, it's essentially like all these questions are like, does it have this? And it's like, yes, because it, it's basically a PC. It'll do everything that you would expect it to can uh, expect it to do. Um, but yeah, so very interesting stuff. I don't know. I'm I'm still not sold on it, but it's it's exciting to see, and I hope that it is actually successful. Um, because it'll be it'll be cool to have like a market of this, and maybe more hardware developers like I don't know. Um, Asus, Acer, Lenovo, HP, even could come out with like uh, competitors. You know, HTC maybe even. Um, that's where that's where things get dicey though, right? Is because that's when it becomes too crowded in the kitchen. That's when it becomes one of those things where there's just too many products out there. Like I, I don't yeah. know. And obviously, mon monopolies aren't good. We've talked about that, but like yes. I like the way it's just the switch. Like the switch is my. Like, that is the hybrid console. Like, that is it. Like, there's no PS Vita anymore. It's like, if I want to get a, a PlayStation 5, I'm going to get a PS5. That's It's just very different. It's like you have three solid choices depending on what you want. Yeah, and I mean, it is nice that it's coming from the... Like, Steam isn't necessarily the publisher of these games, but it's coming from the Steam store, so it's like... Right. As opposed to just being a, a third-party, like, just Windows machine. There's a little more support around you boot it up and you're going to get your Steam library, and it's like they've tailored the experience in that sense as opposed to... It boots up to a Windows desktop, and you have to like open a separate app, and that can get clunky and uh, right. even clunkier than this might be. Um, Agreed. So, I suppose Agreed. we will see. But I definitely wouldn't call this a Switch killer in any sense of the word, just because Nintendo handhelds are always in a leak of their own. You know, no portable that's been released by any manufacturer has been able to compete, and it's not because of hardware; it's because of software. Um, and that's just the well. It's funny of that. because. PC Gamer has a article that says, uh, where I just saw it, uh, it's like Steam Deck, where is it? Steam Deck is Switch without the magic, which I there think that sums it up perfectly, like where, like, the Switch, it was like, hey, here's this handheld, oh wait, pull off the Joy-Cons, you set up the kickstand, and you can play it, right, like yep. on a table, whatever, um, but yeah, so I, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Hopefully, it's successful. Hopefully, it's good. Um, but we'll we'll see. We see. We shall. Um, all right. Shall we jump into the minim minuscule PlayStation news? Um, yeah, th this would be like uh, this would be a quick. Did you actually watch this? I like skimmed through it, so I guess maybe I can. No, to I saw the closer. announcements come on. Yeah, I saw the announcements come on uh, Twitter, and then that's about it. Yes. So this was essentially how Nintendo. Um, Sometimes their Nintendo Rex are just like uh, Nindy kind of things, and they talk about little indie games. Um, this was essentially that. Um, it was a lot of like smaller kind of indie games. And then um, the big thing was that we got nine minutes of gameplay with Deathloop, um, which I also kind of skimmed through, and it looks interesting. Um, that game's been on my list regardless. So um, excited for that. Uh, I guess it's kind of the last Bethesda game that we'll see is exclusive for, for a Sony console. Um, but it does look very good. But then we got uh, Moss Book 2 footage. Um, we got Arcade Geddon, which is uh, early access begins to stand on PS5 for Ilphonic's kaleidoscopically chaotic loot-based shooter. 
Uh, Moss Two or Moss Book Two is obviously the PSVR game, or sequel to the PSVR game. Um, Tribes of Midgard uh, action RPG launches July twenty seventh, so at the end or in a week. Um, teams have to post launch plans. Blah blah. blah. I don't know. It looks very much like uh, Valheim in a sense, and I was like, cool, not for us. <laughs> um, Fist Proven. Forge and Shadow Torch. This looks like um, what's that game? Uh, Conquer's Bad Fur Day or whatever was it? Conquer was that the name? Wait, on Xbox, it doesn't look. It's yeah. it's just a furry animal with like a Gundam suit on, very like yeah, yeah, aggressive yeah, looking. Of Conquer, yeah. Um, this comes to PS4 and PS5 on September seventh. Hunter's Arena Legends is a thirty-player melee uh, game. New combat system. And, I don't know. Looks very. Uh, I don't know. These all look very strange games. I'd suggest just scrolling through this. Jet the Far Shore is the one game that was announced previously at doing like the big PS5 reveal that's been on my list. Um, and they talked a little bit more about this. Thoughtful, thoughtful exploration, inquisitive atmosphere make this adventure stand out. Um, it's kind of a laid-back approach, or a laid-back game, I guess. Um, Demon Slayer, Lost Judgment, Death Stranding, Director's Cut, um, were all mentioned here. Um, but yeah, the big thing is definitely the Fluke gameplay. Um, I'd say I'd say Moss Book Two is uh, pretty important too because that's. Did you ever like play Moss. the original? No, I I got it through. Uh, so I initially, <laughs> I bought it on sale, and then they announced that it was going to be free for like days of play or whatever. Yeah. And I like, wrote into Sony, and they like like it's part of the refund policy as long as you don't boot up the game, they'll refund you. Mm. And Sony reboot or uh, refunded me, which was nice. Nice. But, no, so I got it for free, but no, I haven't played it yet. I th- I want to say I own it. But I don't, I don't think I've played it yet either because <laughs> it's a VR only game, and yeah. I I don't know VR only games have a big barrier for entry for me because I'm like, mm, am I do I want to get sick tonight or risk getting sick tonight? <laughs> so I'm it's just like, uh, it's supposed to be a very good game. Like it was yes. pretty highly regarded by many outlets. I've um, heard very so. good things. Yeah, uh, yeah, but um, but yeah, so that's kind of old news. Uh, jumping into some brand new news, uh, Death's Door just came out yesterday and it is doing very well there's a lot of positive talk about it uh death store i had no idea what the hell this game was yeah. uh but it has a metacritic of it 86 i met talked about it a little bit earlier uh it is console exclusive to xbox and it's also available on pc uh it is not on xbox game pass unfortunately uh, so that's one thing to note there yeah so the summary of it is reaping souls of the dead and punching a clock might get monotonous but it's honest work for a crow the job gets lively when your assigned soul is stolen, and you must track down a desperate thief to a realm untouched by death, where creatures grow far past their exp- expiry and overflow with greed and power. Talent sharp combat. Utilize melee weapons, arrows, and magic to overcome a fantastic array of beasts and demigods. Mistakes are punished, and victory is rewarded. Uh, gain an edge uh, by customizing your character's stats and mastering the abilities and upgrades you obtain. A beautifully bleak world. Venture beyond the doors and explore a land full of twisted inhabitants and countless secrets, uh, bringing hope to the weird and wonderful characters you'll meet along the way, and a dark mystery to unravel, track down, and defeat colossal tyrants with stories and motivations of their own, experience a somber yet darkly comedic tale, uncovering the truth behind the flow of souls, the role of the crows, and the origin of the doors. Um, I listened to a podcast earlier that had this compared to if A Link to the Past was made in this day and age, it this would be it. Which huh. I was like, anyway, when that's, I buy this immediately. That's high praise. That's really high praise. Yeah. So um, I pulled a couple things here from IGN and GameSpot. 
Oh my god, I put GameStop. Anyways, um, <laughs> GameSpot. Uh, IGN said their verdict was a nine out of ten. Death Store is a must for those looking to scratch the itch of a classic Zelda dungeon delving game, with the added bonus of impeccable combat with against waves of foes in a creepy world. Secrets are plentiful enough to offset the low variety of rewards and the cohesion of puzzle solving and combat encounters. Were terrifically to challenge me in all the right ways. Why well, wish the adventure didn't end so soon? As a Reaper of Souls, I should know nothing lasts forever. Uh, apparently this is like a six hour game which uh, bodes well for me because I can't finish anything so, um, but yeah uh, and then GameSpot gave it an 8 out of 10 said the good intriguing premise that is beautifully represented by a striking art style and creative character designs fast and challenging combat that rewards dexterous dodges and smart attacks in equal measure each new ability adds a new layer to combat and exploration each of which are fun to experiment with Hubs fold into themselves in smart ways and consistently reward keen investigation with additional challenges and permanent upgrades. The bad permanent upgrades are so far off the main path that it's easy to miss them all entirely, um, and the omission of an in-game map makes some exploration more frustrating than necessary. Interesting. Uh, it also should be noted that for a six-hour game, it is actually only nineteen ninety-nine. Um, so don't worry, it's not a six-hour, six-dollar yeah. game, which is good. Well, right, which is more more usually uh, more likely the usual nowadays than anything else. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is definitely something that I will probably buy and try on on stream because um, it looks like it would be directly up my alley and probably your alley as well. I don't know if you want to stream it. Or we both stream it. Um, yeah, so I'm debating um, whether I wait to see if it shows up on Switch or not. Um, I we'll feel like that won't happen for a while. I don't know. You say that, but Ori and the Blind Forest and Ori the Will Wisp showed up. Yeah, but not for a while. <laughs> it took <laughs> took a, we'll at see. least like a few years for that. I gotta happen. beat Ratchet and Clank first. Yes, that is top priority. Uh, maybe I'll play that game tonight. Not on stream though. I'm tired. I'm too tired to be. I was gonna <laughs> say it's funny you say that because I'm tired. <laughs> um, but anyways, last but not least, um, some I guess vaguely somewhat disappointing news from Nintendo. There's supposedly no Switch Pro at all. Um, the OLED model is, is the closest we'll get to a Switch Pro. Um, this one comes directly from Nintendo... Uh, let's see, Nintendo's official... Um, Nintendo Co. Limited... I guess this, is like, this isn't Nintendo's Japanese account, it's like is their, it? It's like their... Yeah, it is. It's, it's like the uh, press bl- account, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, um, so there was, a, there was a tweet that came out, that, or a tweet or a report or something that was like, Hey... Uh, Nintendo's actually making like fifty or charging an extra fifty bucks, but it only cost them ten dollars uh, to like produce the Switch Pro over this, or excuse me, the Switch OLED versus the regular Switch. And then like that's why they made this comment. Yeah. So the comment being, he tweeted and said, a news report on July fifteenth claimed that the profit margin of the Nintendo Switch OLED model would increase compared to the Nintendo Switch. To ensure correct, correct understanding among our investors and our customers, we want to make it clear that the claim is incorrect. We also want to clarify that we just announced the Switch OLED launching in October 2021 and have no plans for launching any other model at this time. Um, so, th- I mean, that's not a, a hard, like, no, we're not ever doing a Switch Pro, um, but it certainly quells any rumors that there would be a, a, you know, an upgraded model or anything coming holiday season, which obviously I don't think anyone expected that after Switch OLED model was announced because they wouldn't announce new hardware and then announced another new hardware again on top of that also coming this year um so i mean there's still maybe hope that a switch pro model will eventually happen um because i can't imagine that they would just you know 
eschew all of the success that the Switch has had and just, you know, come up with a brand new console, I feel like they would just iterate on this existing form factor and, you know, have a Switch U or Switch Wii U, whatever the hell it's called. But um, I don't know. The future, the future is uncertain, as it always is. We you know what's know. crazy, though? So, like, this is, I mean, like, I, I could see the Switch Pro eventually coming out. Um or maybe like a Switch 2 coming out, I don't know. But either way, right, like the Switch came out in March 2017. Like that was four years ago, right? Was and it 2017 or was it 2016? I'm looking at it right now. I looked it up. March oh, okay. 3rd, 2017. Got it. Um, so, and then like they came out with the Switch Lite, and the Switch Lite came out um, September 20th, 2019. So like roughly two years ago. Hmm. Um, and then now you have the OLED coming out in October. So... That that'll be two full years after the Switch Lite, so it's just it's just kind of crazy. I mean, I, I don't know. We'll see what happens, I guess. But it's um, it's one of those things where I, I don't know. Nintendo's going to Nintendo. They're going to do their own thing. They're going to do whatever. And I mean, if and, it works, and it is, it seems to be working. <laughs> like I'm sure profits aren't down. The Switch has, you know, even through the pandemic, been impossible to find. Um, right. So it's clearly there's. I don't think that there's any internal rush to be like. We have to get better because we're failing. Like they're clearly not failing; they're doing great. Right. So um, there's probably no no feeling to be like, no, we have to, you know, get our third party games because they're doing just fine without them. Right. They absolutely are. So, so which is which is crazy. I mean, it's uh, it's wild, but you know, I guess if it works. Yeah, and that's um, exactly why the Steam Deck is not a Switch killer of any, or even a. I wouldn't even say it's a competitor. Right. It's kind of operating in an entirely different playing field. It's a portable PC. It's not a. It's not its own console. Um, yep. So, um, one last thing that I did not put on here: Pokemon Unite came out today, which is a po- the Pokemon MOBA that was announced like forever ago. Um, so it's for free what? to play. Oh, okay. For Switch, <laughs> yeah, it's free to play on Switch. And uh, it is available now. I have to say, I don't think I've ever heard about this. Like, <laughs> I don't know when this was announced. Well, it's funny. I'm watching a trailer now because I forgot, like, what it is about. It almost looks... I mean, as someone who's never played League of Legends, it looks like League of Legends to me. Um, yeah, I just don't understand I mean, why people are dunk- dunking balls into rings. Like, that That part doesn't... I don't know. But I, guess, I mean, League of Legends is a MOBA, so there's only so many ways that MOBAs can look. Yeah. Um... But sure, I mean, yeah, it's free to play. Why not go grid it? Oh, well, free to play. Assuming you have Nintendo Switch online, right? Uh, Probably, uh, maybe. I mean, if it's an online game, then I'm assuming you have to have Nintendo Switch online to play it. Similar to like Tetris Ninety Nine or um, that Kirby game. Didn't, wasn't there like a Kirby online game that came out at some point? Kirby Am I making that up? something. Kirby something Smash. Yeah, some, something something like that. Yeah, I never played that either. <laughs> this there's a video on on Nintendo Life YouTube when I googled Pokemon Unite and it's like Pokemon Night Unite exists and I'm like good glad that I'm not the only one that like forgot that this was. Yeah, I totally forgot about it and did not realize it was coming out today. Apparently, it's coming out on uh, mobile as well. Interesting, interesting, interesting stuff. Yes, it just came out today. Eight hours ago is when all the the press releases I guess happened. Um, but yeah. Will you try it out? Yeah, it'd be interesting. Yeah, I'll probably try this. I don't know what it's going to be like. Like, I watched that video and I still don't know anything. <laughs> like, I don't know what I don't know how MOBAs play. Yeah, um, I don't know either. I'm assuming you get a bunch of your Pokemon, and you fight against the other Pokemon, but it's like a who knows. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, but knows. congratulations to uh, <laughs> to the Pokemon. You know, whoever's excited about that. 
the Pokemans. To the Pokemans. To the Pokemon. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it's it's good stuff. So I think that's about all we've got. Yes. Um, I feel like I feel like I've had uh, good luck opening Pokemon cards after our stream. I feel like I should open up Pokemon cards, but go crazy. I don't know, I'm also I'm also tired. I don't have much to open anyway. So, I mean, I don't know. It's up to you. But all right, you want to stay online and be a floating head again? You seem to be the good luck. Maybe I could do that. I gotta eat this food anyway, so <laughs> I'll be here. Um, all right. Well, I forgot we're still recording. Yeah, so, so I was we can say, wrap this up. Yeah, let's wrap up the podcast episode. Um, make sure to follow us on Twitch if you're not already following us on Twitch, because we obviously stream these episodes live and you get to watch our beautiful faces as we talk to you. You can comment live, maybe you'll get shouted out. Um, and then you can obviously, oops, sorry, I just banged my microphone. <laughs> you can watch all open up Pokemon cards and maybe see uh, a super rare card get opened, which has happened for the past two streams now. So maybe the streak will continue. <laughs> good stuff. Maybe right. it will. Stay tuned. This has been episode 121 of What the Fun Cast. This is Paul and Ahmed signing off. Peace.